0: Hello, I'm here and I'm talking to Rats on Essie. Who have you got with us? Yo, it's Connie. It's Chugs. It's Tom. Hello guys, how are you doing today? We're alright. Hey man. Yeah, yeah. we're, yeah, we're doing and good. All
1: right, we're doing all right. And you?
0: I'm alright. So, tell us about the song and the story behind
2: it. Love for Hate was a pretty interesting song overall because it was the process that we went like through to actually make it was completely different to any other song we made. Okay. As soon as all the protests with George Floyd kind of started hearing the news, we were quite pissed. I mean, the whole situation was r- ridiculous. We saw the videos. And, you know, we decided we, we couldn't just kind of keep quiet about it. We wanted to put in our own, kind of co- contribute to the community and the movement in our own way. So obviously we live in London. We were also in lockdown because of coronavirus. Didn't really want to... Risk it going to you know these massive protests with so many people, so we decided to um, write a song about it. And overall, I came up with a guitar riff. Tom came up with a really cool bass line uh, that you can hear during the outro. We were basically writing the whole song on Zoom. Okay, when we finally met together in the studio to record it. We literally recorded everything in a day, then the next day, I finished all the mixing. And we just released it. It was interesting because we never did anything like that. And it was all in my home studio as well. When when I finished mixing, I was so happy.
1: And what I wanted to add on, it's all of us here have a voice, so it's better for us to use it. We saw all these videos of these violent protesters, and instead of using our fists to fight, we decided to use lyrics instead to show that there's a different solution than what to what was going on. Because honestly, all the looting, all the like fights, the violence wasn't acceptable.
2: Yeah, there's other things you can do that don't necessarily harm others around you. Yeah, exactly. Violence isn't the way. Yeah, I had loads of people actually kind of write to me. Dads, Yeah, they kept writing to me like, oh, you're, you're supporting this, but actually they're all just like bandits, you know, looting, all of that stuff. It also kind of shows how the media portray these protests. Because, for example, they, they don't see all the peaceful protests that are going on because you know that's not interesting. That's that doesn't make good news. Doesn't get the clicks. It's all about the looting, about you know policemen like beating up protesters, protesters you know like throwing molotovs or whatever at, at policemen. But you don't see the non-extreme side.
1: And there's on the one story. thing I really want to add on because as soon as the song came out, we started promoting it and we started showing it to people, and we had this one misconception. Personally, I had a few people turn around and saying. What you did is kind of unacceptable. You're using this like whole protest as an advantage to yourself to write a song and promote it. So just to make it crystal clear, that's not true whatsoever. We didn't write the song just so we can use the world's like, situation as our advantage. We clearly did it to show people what's going on and what the problem is in the first place.
0: Well, I listened to it and I never got that at all. I got what you're saying is true. I mean, I never felt for one second that it was a ploy of any kind, no. We didn't put any money into
2: promoting this song just because- It wouldn't be worth it. We didn't really feel it was the right thing to do. We put it out there. We, We didn't like force it down anyone's throat. All right, tell us about your musical history
3: how long have you been
0: together and like have you always played together or how long have you each individually been playing
3: and writing? I joined the band um, a year after they first started. I remember David found me for a mutual friend on Facebook and then asked me do I want to come and jam with the guys and I was like yeah and just clicked right away and I was in the band. When was it? Mid late 2017 summer.
1: So we started off in like 2016 and the name was originally Roa, R-O with a dash A and we were playing way different music than we do now
2: it's quite funny i mean we used to play jazz covers
1: like pop punk and stuff <laughs> yeah and then around a year ago when we had bonnie join the band we got this like a different rush we started listening to more of punky bands more grungy and then that's where we had this whole reform of rats and acid coming through so Uva, we are playing together for four years that rats on acid as a band It's pretty much been a year or so.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a
0: completely different project now. Is there a reason or was it many reasons that it changed?
2: Part of it was due to us kind of just growing up because, you know, when we started, me and Chugs were in year nine. We were like 15, like 14 even. I used to be a pianist. And then me me and Chugs just decided to kind of learn guitar from YouTube. And back then it was all just experimenting, just playing covers. And, you know, it was cool to have a guitar in your hands and just going on stage. Now it's just, you know, we're we're kind of growing up, we see that there's kind of like problems in the world, basically, and we want to do something about them.
1: And also what changed is kind of like our attitude, because when you're 14, most of the rock bands you listen to are like Nirvana, The Offspring, Blink-182. But as we managed to start growing up, maturing, so did our musical taste. So that's when we got into these different bands like Rage Against the Machine, Kings of the Stone Age, Bush, Misfits. And, you know, then you start combining these elements and realizing, all right, these are like classic classic bands. And that's kind of what we began aiming for.
0: When I first heard the name, I saw your name, and then I first heard the beginning of the track. I was expecting like punk rock from like sixties and seventies, but there's so much more in there.
3: I remember when we got reviewed by Ragged Records. They did say in their review that like they could definitely hear something of uh, something that sounded like the Clash and like late seventies punk in there, which I took that as good criticism because. I I really did, you know, think it was, you know, true to what we're influenced by and everything like that. I mean, I'm influenced by The Clash in terms of my musical imagery and tastes and stuff. So, yeah, I definitely agree with the record label.
0: You other guys, over the years, your musical influences, I know it sounds strange, but I can almost hear like a classical vibe in there as well.
4: Yeah.
2: Who's that from? Yeah, that's, (laughs) that's, that's me. Uh, as, as As I mentioned before, I used to be a pianist and I was actually pretty good.
1: And adding on to the whole classical side, this is a fun fact that not much people know. I was in Royal College of Music for three years playing the bassoon. Wow. So, I, so yeah, it's like kind of ridiculous to think about it. But at the same time, although I kind of don't listen to classical music anymore, you still have that, that's what I started learning music on. So deep inside, you add bits and pieces from previous experiences
3: and i first started as just a singer in a school choir until i eventually went on into secondary school and picked up the bass but when i joined these guys at first i wasn't know how to organize my imagery and my influences but when we became rats on acid the two main influences i've taken inspiration would be the stage attitude of uh, flea from the red hot chili peppers and the funk and uh, like technicality and groove elements of tim commerford
0: from rage against the Machine everyone's in lockdown so you know tours have been cancelled tell us about any plans you've got whether it be touring whether it be promotional music videos have you got any music videos we can look at
1: uh we have some really juicy awesome things planned out for you and the viewers to check out in the upcoming they're currently working on a few releases as well all right so although we kind of don't want to give it away we can promise you that we have quite a bit of stuff coming out so you guys
2: watch this space
1: yeah just just, yeah. just, just, <laughs> yeah, just keep observing us
2: we also have our first post lockdown gig coming up with the underground Sounds at the beehive on the 5th of september so if you go on our instagram and our facebook you can find links to tickets there you know it would be great if you could, guys could support us if you like our music it's gonna be a great show
1: and i want to give advice to like other musicians as well that over right now us as musicians are deeply hit by the whole covid situation we shouldn't really be worried about it we should focus more about our content recording basically getting everything ready so as soon as lockdown ends the gigs are back on we will be fueling the industry to put it back on its feet yeah so it's kind of like our responsibility right now to get everything going so yeah
0: brilliant looking forward to all that tell us about your social media links because i found you on instagram tell us about all the other ones have you got different platforms you're on
1: as a matter of fact, we're pretty much on most major platforms. We're on Facebook. We're on Bandcamp, where you can check out our music, you can check out our lyrics, bits about us. We're also on Spotify, and any basically any major streaming platforms you find us on.
2: Yeah, SoundCloud. We got added to these and Napster as well. So yeah, also we also have a YouTube channel,
1: iHeartRadio, so on so on.
2: Uh, see some extra covers, demos, live gigs. Yeah. Is there anything you want to mention about this song before we play it?
1: We're very grateful about the positive reception it's got, although it had obviously some negative opinions about it, but that's like with any song. But we just want to thank everyone for supporting us and making this possible and for helping us grow out.
0: Brilliant. All right, Thanks for coming in, guys. Nice to meet you all. Nice to hear your stories. Yeah, thanks, Austin. To meet you see. too, mate. Lots of luck in the future. We're going to play now. Take care. All right, speak to you soon.
1: All right, cheers. Take care.
0: Thank you. Bye.
5: police said
6: they arrived at the scene for a reported forgery in progress but the mayor called it wrong at every level what we saw was horrible and utterly messed up this
7: man's life matters
0: hello i'm back and i'm talking to tiger mimic ben jess and bram
5: hello austin nice to meet you (laughs) george
8: unfortunately couldn't make it um today but he's here in spirit. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. So tell us about the song. Tell us about the story behind it. And is it part of an EP or an album or is it just a solo single at the moment?
8: So at the moment, it's just a solo single. And the song was written a few years ago, actually, in New York. Bram and I were living together and he was just kind of improvising something on the guitar and it had such a creepy vibe. Um, I just started imagining this like strange story of people uh, running away to a new place to start fresh. And then it's turning into kind of a nightmarish place and they need to run away again. And so we sort of, you know, wrote the the song in New York and then kind of forgot about it. And then when we recorded the EP, it didn't feel ready uh, for the EP. And so in the meantime, we just worked on it as a band. And with Ben and George as part of the band, it just really became the song that it is now.
0: Tell us about the musical history. How long have you been playing individually and how long have you been playing and writing together as Tiger Mimic?
9: Yeah, well the Tiger Mimic side is is pretty short and sweet. Uh, We all met in 2018 and uh, we recorded that EP that Jess mentioned. It's called Elephant Skeleton. And that's when we met Ben because we had just gotten to London and we didn't really know anyone. And he was like a friend of a friend of a friend and turned out to be awesome. And so we did the EP and then Ben just stayed on because it was such a nice fit and we've all just clicked as musicians. And then we just gigged and gigged and gigged. And then at the end of last year, we recorded uh, a few new songs. Uh, And It Was Still Dark is the first uh, of those uh, three singles that we'll be releasing this year for sure. And then the music goes back forever. I don't know, My, my dad was a guitarist, so I started playing guitar a long time ago as soon as I basically could not be terrible at it. Mm-hmm. I, I picked it up and uh, and started a band and just never put it down again.
8: Yeah.
9: How about you, Jess? I mean, have you had any formal training with your voice or
0: is it just natural?
8: So uh, I actually used to be classically trained, so I used to sing more opera stuff and I studied classical singing um, in Italy and then some private teaching in uh, New York and Paris. But I it never really felt like opera was something I wanted to pursue. So little by little, I stopped and started focusing more on writing my own music. But yeah, and I, you know, I started playing the piano when I was like six years old, and you know, stopped later on when I was a teenager. But basically, music has always been a part of my life. And my mom is very musical. Uh, my grandfather is very musical. He would like carve his own <laughs> flutes and um, recorders, and uh, it's just always been a part of just my upbringing so it just naturally happened. I mean I, I wrote songs for as far as I can remember. Um, it's actually embarrassing when I find lyrics from a song I wrote when I was like 13. I'm like, no,
5: <laughs> why did I write this <laughs> got to day,
0: though, You got you to Monday, don't you? How about yourself Ben?
5: Yeah, um, much the same. Um, my family has just um, I've been surrounded by music ever since I was very young. In fact, one of my earliest memories is uh, sitting underneath the piano in the living room. Uh, my dad was a concert pianist, so he had a, a kind of a mid sized grand piano there. And I used to sit underneath there, and he was in a barbershop quartet. So they'd be singing close harmonies together. And I just listened to them whilst they accompanied themselves on the piano. And um, it just kind of like, I just went into my paws, really. And, um, and then I, I remember like um, holidays with the family listening to the Beatles in the car. I remember that very distinctly being a moment when I realized that. Um, it was something that I wanted to pursue as a career. So I've, I've been playing over 20 years now. And um, in terms of education, I just went and got my music degree quite recently as a, as a mature student. Went back about five years ago to get it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, really enjoying working. Excellent. Excellent.
0: Cool. Okay. Um, Everyone in lockdown, obviously, they're doing their recordings, they're doing writing and everything, but no one can really tour. Mm. A lot of people I've spoke to recently had tours set up, they had to suspend them. Have you got anything in the works for the future when the lockdown's over?
9: Uh, Yeah, I mean, we're taking baby steps because we also don't want to like put in all the energy and the time and the planning something that's not going to happen. And because nobody really knows, we're kind of like, we're taking on some, some London gigs very late in the year that would be awesome to play, but also wouldn't be like, You know, a huge logistical thing to if they got canceled. But yeah. And
8: like we like no one knows what's going to happen. I have a feeling that's just that the gigs aren't going to happen. I think the earliest gig we have is um, in October, but I really don't know if it's going to happen. It's just everything's so uncertain and all the bands like most of our friends are in bands and everyone's kind of feeling the same way.
9: Yeah, we had booked up a whole summer. Like we had all these festival things lined up because we had these songs. The big plan was to finally get out and do a tour because we've we've only really played around here and Brighton. And so this was gonna be the year we kind of branched out a bit and and uh, we've just been watching them tick off one by one yeah. <laughs> since April.
8: <laughs> we, we really miss playing gigs, but we also miss going to gigs. Yeah. Like just, it's just so different seeing videos of people performing versus being there. It's a different experience.
0: Yeah. Well, my next question actually is about videos. We like to watch music videos and especially now because everyone's like sitting around doing nothing most of the time. Do you have music videos that we can watch online?
9: Yeah, sure. YouTube slash Tiger Mimic. We've got a couple of animated videos that uh, we made ourselves, a lyric video and then a bunch of live, um, either properly live, although I don't think there's much of that on there, or stuff we've done in lockdown with the split screen. Uh, yeah. Some acoustic stuff, but yeah, and we've uh, we've we've bulked up our video content since uh, lockdown started.
8: Yeah, way more uh, live recordings, and for um, "It Was Still Dark," which is the single, the last single that came out, um, we have a video of that up on YouTube, which was animated during lockdown.
9: Yeah, well, basically, we had a, a awesome video plan to go and shoot in like March, and like the you know, right at the time we would have gone out and started filming, everything went to hell, and so. Um, <laughs> I had to kind of learn how to hand animate on the fly. We had about two weeks at the point where I started animating. We're like, oh, well, we needed about two weeks. And I was like, oh, no, we it, it came, came out, out really well. nice and surreal, like the, the song itself. So, OK, um,
0: yeah. I want to ask about musical influences. I know you've touched on it and um, Ben said about the Beatles. So over time, since mm-hmm. you was a kid till now, how have they changed? Or is it always the same for you guys?
8: It's funny because a lot of the time people will tell me that my melodies have this very Middle Eastern vibe. And I've never really listened to Middle Eastern music and Arabic music, but I did grow up in Lebanon. And so I think even without noticing that has been an, influ- an influence in my writing, right. bands that have made a, had a big impact on me, I would say the day I discovered Nirvana, especially like growing up in Lebanon and basically just having, you know, radio, just playing all the hits kind of thing, the same pop music over and over again. And then discovering Nirvana I was like what is that and so that's still something that I mean I still listen to them a lot and then I would say a big influence also was uh, my singing has always been like quite high so I always struggled if I wanted to sing you know, do a cover. My voice always felt a little too high. And then I discovered Joni Mitchell, and I could sing all of her songs. And I was like, Oh, my God. And so she has been super influential for me. Great. And then remember, just falling in love with Regina Spector. That was also when I really started writing more songs on the piano. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of them are my go to's, like if I'm feeling sad, or I just want something familiar. Um, System of a Down is also one of my favorite bands and it's funny about them because like um, most of the band is born in Lebanon but they're Armenian and when someone would tell uh, Serge Tankin that the music had like a lot of Middle Eastern rhythm, he wouldn't, I read an interview once where he was like, oh really? And that just shows that sometimes when we grow up with certain kind of music around us, even if it's not what we listen to, it can just influence us. Yeah, <laughs> anyway.
6: infused. I
5: would, um, I would agree with uh, Regina Spektor. I, I love her music. And um, I think the thing that unifies the bands that I like is just a complete freedom of, of expression in that they're not really limiting themselves to one thing that they do very well. So I think ex- um, experiencing the Beatles and Queen at an early age yeah. kind of led me to think that that was what all bands did <laughs> and so and so i've always been i think we definitely try and do that in this band in that we're trying to push to to cover different styles but make it all sound our own okay brem
9: yeah you know i grew up on my dad's records uh at first so it was a lot of like doors Henness, oh Beals. doors <laughs> yeah and the doors are like <laughs> one of my favorite bands of all times and what I, I'll swing back to the doors, but then when I got older, you know, it was like uh, when I was a teenager listening to Nirvana, I got really into Nine Inch Nails. I had this really heavy phase and then I got into hip hop and then I got into blues. And so I've always kind of like, I just like good anything in any genre. And so I've always just kind of listened to whatever caught my fancy at the time. And then I've got this kind of like amalgam of all of the different things I picked up over the years and some things don't survive. And some things do. But like The Doors has always been one that really stood out to me because what I really appreciated about them was they didn't sound like anyone. And to this day, I don't think they do. And that mix of like flamenco and jazz and blues and, you know, surreal lyrics, all that stuff really stood out to me. And so while I loved... The Beatles and Queen and all that other stuff as well. The one I've always come back to the most from that era is The Doors. And I probably Hendrix too, actually. Just as a guitar player, you can't stay away for long. That's amazing. Amazing because uh, my favorite bands are The Doors. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> I don't feel like they're in the conversation much these days, but I feel like what they did in a very short time was a really uh, remarkable little career because all those albums are so different. Yeah. And even from song to song, it's different. And uh, But they always, you hear the doors and you're like two notes in, you're like, oh, it's the doors.
8: Exactly, you just recognize them right yeah. away.
0: You said about the uh, Middle Eastern sound. Do you like Led Zeppelin at all? Because they've got that very Middle Eastern theme going on through a lot of their stuff. And I know a lot of people that have said they've been influenced by Led Zeppelin, but didn't know why they got that sound.
8: Hmm. Interesting. I'd actually never thought about it that way. Yeah,
9: yeah. But... Well I know you like whenever the immigrant song comes on it just goes nuts. That's <laughs> true. And I always have to listen to it a
8: second time. For yeah. the reason. I'm like,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay, tell us about your social media links.
9: Yeah, yeah. I mean Twitter is uh, is just Tiger Mimic. Mm. Uh, Facebook is Tiger Mimic Band. Uh, SoundCloud Tiger uh, Mimic. I think it's just Tiger yeah. Mimic, yeah. Uh, Spotify. We, we haven't made the leap to TikTok or anything but all the regular ones. <laughs> I
0: went on TikTok and I came straight back off.
9: <laughs> yeah, it it gets like loaded into my Instagram feed and it, I've had to like say, oh, I'm not interested in this because it's mostly just people dancing. Exactly. Um, Doing challenges.
8: syncing and dancing.
9: Okay. But <laughs> right, before we play the song, is there anything
0: else you want to tell us? Because instead of me asking you, you can just say anything you want to right now. <laughs>
9: anything. Any, huh? Anything at all. <laughs> No, I don't know. Um, You know, this song came out in May and we're just about, we'll be announcing a new single uh, soon, probably in the next couple of weeks. That'll be out uh, in in August. Okay. Uh, And that's about the most exciting thing coming up. We've got a video where uh, we're kind of cooking up to shoot separately in isolation that's been making us giggle uh, quite a bit.
8: I just hope everyone's doing well because lockdown hasn't been super easy. So I just send positive energy to yeah. everyone and also just thank you so much for having us yeah. really really nice really
0: cool thank you so much for being on It's <laughs> brilliant yeah thank thanks you. for having us thank you guys <laughs> cheers now cheers bye. Now. Well, speak to you later. bye
10: bye
8: bye well here is it was still dark by tiger mimic <laughs>
11: Nova Halo thank
0: you bye so once again over the last few weeks I've had lots of requests via social media to play some of the previous guests work some more of their songs so here are a few before we have some more interviews from some new guests this is Heartache with Erasing Time This one is Liam Leon with This is the Future. daughter with Chickawaka Baba.
10: Of like a fantasy pop duo we like to call ourselves because we can't really place ourselves in the genre so we decided to make one up uh yeah <laughs> hello
0: okay so tell us about the song and tell us about the story behind the song i really like it and i really like the title
10: oh brilliant thank you well so our our, our over two previous singles were a bit dark and mysterious so we we knew that our our, our third release we wanted to release something a bit more uplifting um and definitely loved the disco influence, because that's been something that we've both yeah. been brought up on. And, you know, we're heavily influenced by, like, Arbor and, and Annika and Sylvester and Gina X and just loads of amazing, like, disco performers. And um, so the, the concept, the lyrics, we wanted to just write a, a really positive song, sort of promoting self-love. And just you know encouraging people to appreciate themselves and the skin Who they are yeah like appreciate you're in yeah so we just wanted to we just really just wanted a fabulous song to be honest and really like make people feel good when they hear it
0: it's very uplifting
10: yeah that's the one thank you very much <laughs> right,
0: tell us about your your musical history um singly how long have you been writing and playing and how long have you been together
10: oh um i mean we've always been very much into music. But um this project me and Katie have been doing. We've been doing it for about two, three years, but we've only just started doing yeah. some music last year. Last year. So we kind of had the idea of the at the band and we only really kind of started making moves and kind of you know well yeah we released happen. we actually released our first single a year ago yesterday yeah a year ago yesterday so so the project it was it was a long time in the making but yeah but we're, we're just like sisters so it's like we would just start making music together for fun at first and then we decided you know like why don't we just start doing this seriously yeah we we um when when we first started writing together it was like amazing it was magical because we both have a very 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 similar mindset and a way of writing and you know we we're both very conscious that we want our our songs to be like poetry really yeah a big old book of stories yeah we want yeah we we really love the storytelling aspect of writing songs i think as well that's because of you know our influences like we're not just influenced by music we're influenced you know by Poetry and literature, and uh, art, and just fashion. Fashion, just the world, basically. Yeah, very interesting place. So there's a lot of things to write about, really.
0: <laughs> okay, what's what's in the future for you? I mean, um, obviously, no one's doing anything at the moment because of the lockdown. What's coming up that we can look forward to
10: we've actually got a video we, we we filmed a little lockdown video for supreme beans we had all sorts of plans we wanted to do like a, a big roller disco yeah. sort of vibe thing really like out there video but obviously that couldn't happen so sophie was actually in isle of wight yeah during lockdown and i was i was in north wales so we had to film it separately but yeah, it's a really fun music video. We, we've not actually we've got the video back. We love it. Yeah, it's super duper fun. So yeah, that that should be in the next couple of weeks. Couple of weeks, and we're just gonna um, just continue what we've been doing. You know, we're still writing. We're still putting putting bits out, putting covers and this and that and just the social media game at the minute you know because there's nothing really else you can do like all our shows have like been cancelled unfortunately but you know everyone's in the same boat in that respect so it doesn't feel like we're the only ones that are missing out so we're kind of just using the lockdown and um all the spare time kind of like to not an advantage but just things that we normally don't have time to do you know just creating a lot more content and being very aware of social media and yeah and what we have been working on the, the past couple of days is when we do f- eventually come back out and we, we're back gigging we're hoping that we can take our live shows to like the next level that you yeah, know basically just have like a 21st century andy warhol exploding plastic inevitable yeah. just like some crazy light show like theat like just very theatrical yeah. very out there very quirky um just something that basically reflects our personalities
0: okay tell us about your social media because i found you on instagram where else are you for the people
10: we're everywhere. We're on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, yeah, we don't have TikTok or anything yeah, like that. It's, it's, we did, we did uh, consider doing stuff, but it's not. It just it it, it wouldn't feel authentic, you know? Like we yeah, we're kind of. We're both pretty reserved people as well, and well, that sounds like the, the the weirdest statement when you do music and you perform, mm. yeah. but, but but as people, we're quite we're quite reserved and we're not we're not want we don't want to put. The, I'm the, not going. <laughs> Yeah, we first feel stupid, basically. <laughs>
0: There's one thing that people need to know, when they're looking for you on social media, the A in Hourglass is upside down, it's a V, is that right?
10: Oh, it's a V. So
0: that's yeah. just one thing you need to know if you're looking.
10: I well, it was a good idea at the time. <laughs> no, it definitely was a good idea. I mean, if we're, we're being completely honest, That the main reason we did that is just because we could not copyright Hourglass. Right. And I think we, ha- we sort of have plans to turn the V into an actual Hourglass. In our branding in the future and whatnot. But yeah, we do get a lot of times people are like, oh, you are gloves. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> the first time i looked at it i knew what it was but i thought i better bring it up just in case the people can't find it
10: honestly because we, a a we always forget so we appreciate you actually saying
0: that so thank you that's okay and last question i've got um i didn't notice you on facebook so i did have a read up we want to know about your influences over the time since you was little and have they changed up till now
10: this is a question that could literally take hours to answer because yeah. we're so, so we're just massive music heads. Like we love music so much and we we don't just take influence from like one genre. Like we're very our music knowledge and our like our spectrum is so broad that I would definitely say cocktail twins though. Yeah, cocktail twins a hundred percent like if you ask me my top five bands for Cocktail Twins would definitely be in the top five. But I know off the top of my head, like especially with Hourglass the project, I would say, you know, bands like eighties bands like Talk Talk, Peshmo, Annie Lennox, Annie Lennox, Roxy Music, Grace Jones and lyrically, you know, like Kate Bush, and um, I, I honestly, like I could answer this question for hours. Yeah, I just, we just love music, and we like we said earlier within our writing, we 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 love the storytellers. Mm-hmm. We love, like you know. David Bowie. Yeah, we could we could literally keep you here
0: all night. <laughs> Brilliant. No, because um, I read the, I read it on Facebook and I thought yeah, I can I can hear that in your song. Um, I thought of a few others as well, but I thought yeah, definitely hear the Cockteo twins, definitely hear a bit of Kate Bush in the way it's done. So I'm glad you said that, and I'm glad I read it because. Oh, Bethan, yeah,
10: you said that. Thank you. I love
0: Kate Bush. Always have. <laughs>
10: oh, never.
0: Okay, right. So we're going to play your song now. Um, do you want to introduce it? Yes. Uh,
10: this is our new track, uh, Supreme Beings, uh, by. Oh, it's Alga. Alga. Thank you. Oh, thank you so Hi, much. it lovely chatting.
0: Okay, see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
12: I'm Amber.
4: And we are one half of the band Foundlings. Hello, how are you today?
12: Yeah, not too bad, thank you.
4: Yeah, really good, thanks.
0: How's lockdown been in general for you guys as a band?
4: Yeah, um, I mean, at the start, we had some recording booked in for, um, was it early March?
12: Um, No, we had some recording booked in for April, yeah, and we had to cancel it. But, I mean, I think like many bands at the moment, it's been not great because a lot of our festivals and gigs that we're meant to play over summer obviously got cancelled or postponed and yeah it kind of just meant that everything we sort of planned to do wasn't wasn't happening anymore but the positives that have come out of it I guess we've been able to do lots of live streams and virtual gigs and connect with people and promoters that we might not have come into contact with had it not been for the lockdown so that's that's a good point
4: yeah I definitely feel like we've got um we've got closer to people and we've met more people more, virtually virtually yeah like almost more so than we might have done if we were just doing gigs mm. yeah have you done more writing yeah well we um i mean as i said we have got a whole album ready to go so we've kind of got we've got a load of new songs but we we've, we've definitely been writing new stuff as well i think at the start when everybody was saying like oh now's the time to learn a language or write a book or yeah. learn a new instrument or something i personally i felt well actually you know there's a lot to reflect on at the moment and maybe trying to be really productive isn't the best thing for like your mental health and Mm. I don't think we've put any pressure on ourselves you know I think it just took a while to kind of understand what the situation was and understand where we were at and what what was changing in the world so we don't tend to write kind of overtly political music that kind of speaks about um, social issues so much, but I think there's there's something about the, the feeling and the response to it that we get in our songs. And I think... Yeah, it's kind of there subtly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's more of a... The reaction to it, rather than the thing itself. So I think you know it was good to sort of take a bit of time and kind of take stock of where things were at in the world and how people were feeling and all that kind of stuff, and then got and then go from there. Tell us about the story behind the song itself, "Misery."
12: Well, "Misery" was one of our first singles, so it's actually it's not new. It was probably late two thousand eighteen we released. Yeah, that. yeah, it was one of the first songs we released, and. Mm. But I, for me, it's one of my favourite songs that we've created as a band. It's yeah. One of my favourite songs to play
4: live. It was it was one of the first songs we played together as well. It's one of those which just kind of happened by accident, really. It was, I think I, I came up with the, the bass line and the guitar. It's a kind of restlessness to the whole thing. Mm. It's just one of those songs that came really easily. And I think sometimes that those are the best ones. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've, we've got some quite complicated songs that, um, you know, take longer to write. And it's good in a different way, but there's something about just being in a room with people, and and something clicks as soon as you start playing it. I got when, when as soon as we started playing that song, I just immediately got the feeling that it was, yeah, you know, it was good.
12: And it's under three minutes long as well, so it was very. It's quite a quick song, and kind of feels like it's over once you start playing it. But I think that's kind of the charm about.
0: Leaving one in more is what you want to do, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Okay, tell us about the new album, because when's the release?
12: Well, everything's kind of got a bit mixed up, because it was meant to be the end of this year, but obviously because we're now recording later, we've had to push back the release date. So it's now going to be, fingers crossed, all going well, early 2021.
4: Okay. Yeah, just as soon as possible, really, without, yeah. without rushing it. It's
12: very annoying, because we've kind of been waiting to record for so long. and But in August, hopefully, that'll go ahead if there's yeah. no more lockdowns. And, and
4: I think... I think people who like misery will, will probably really like the album as well. There's definitely it's more that sort
12: of direction.
4: Yeah, I think in our earlier stuff, you know, possibly because we we're still sort of finding our feet and finding our sound and and that. I, I think we've really kind of hit on, um, you know, what what you know what our thing is.
12: I think misery is a bit darker than some of our other tracks, and I think that's the sound we prefer compared to some of the more mo- maybe jangly, upbeat, kind poppy, of stuff. poppy song. Yeah. yeah, I
4: mean, it's definitely got kind of a pop sensibility and we're all huge fans of melody as well. So there's a lot of tunes in there and there's a lot, you know, there's hooks and things. But I think what what we like to do is combine that with a pretty, possibly like a sort of punk inspired ethos with the instrumentation and really try and capture the the, the atmosphere as well. We're, we're going to record it all live you know, as live as we can. I think, I think that's when we do best. You know, it, it is the sound of us in a room with you know, other bits and pieces added on. That's what we need. We need a new
0: live album for this kind of decade. Let's talk about the band itself, a musical history between you guys. When did you individually start writing and playing? And then how long have you been together? As a band, but more importantly, individually. A lot of people I've talked to lately, they've been doing it since they were like seven years old. Some of them have only just started and they're in their 30s. So we're interested to know about you guys.
12: So we formed Foundlings, I think it was in 2018, in sort of summer.
4: Yeah, we had a, we had a, couple, we had a bit of a false start in like 2017. We met up um, with a different bass player that we had at the start and it was a bit kind of on and off. Mm. But I think we really started taking it seriously in 2018. And me and Amber were in a band through university, which is where we met. Our guitar player, Matthew, is he's played in bands for ages, hasn't he?
12: Yeah, me and Ollie put an ad because we'd made music together before and then decided we wanted to form a new band. We put an ad on Gumtree looking for a guitarist and Matthew responded. So we met up with a few different people and then, yeah, really got on with Matthew. So then decided we needed a bass player and Ollie's friend knew someone that played bass so it all happened quite felt all quite organic really yeah we've um, we've
4: recently got a, uh, a new bass player called yeah. Ben who's who's always awesome. bassist. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the first band that Ben's been in for a little while I think yeah yeah I yeah. mean he's he's into all sorts of music I think he's really into his electronic stuff yeah and
12: he comes from kind of like an art media background so he's quite into kind of sonics and yeah. Things like that, so that's quite interesting. Yeah, um, but yeah. he loves
4: rocking out as well, which is good.
12: <laughs> yeah, but in terms of personally, I I think I got into music. My mum always played a lot of music when I was younger. I'm not from a particularly musical family, but there was always a lot of music being played, like real music lovers. So I think I was always very aware of different types of music and different bands, different singers. But it wasn't really until I was a teenager that I started wanting to do music seriously I studied music at university and that was that's was really good I enjoyed that even then I wasn't I was in a band for uni but again I don't think we took it that seriously it was only when I left and had had that experience I kind of thought about forming a band and really
4: yeah and it's um
12: things that you do when you're in a band
4: yeah it's good to learn Uh, learn the ropes isn't it with the music industry and stuff like that i think nowadays if you don't have a manager and booking agents and things like that you've you've really got to be able to kind of sift through all the stuff and realize what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing who who you should be playing for who shouldn't etc so i think yeah, it takes
12: quite a long time to work all that out when it's when you're on your own Mm.
4: yeah no absolutely so i think with foundlings we we all came to it with a good idea of what we wanted to do with it you know Mm. i think probably when we were in our first band together you just sort of there's no filter really Mm. just and there's no there's no overarching ethos or um direction to what you're doing you just you just sort of play stuff and hope it goes somewhere but i think we've approached this band a bit a bit smarter yeah
12: and we take it seriously Also, we have a laugh at us one of the most important thing yeah definitely when you're in a band but i'd say we take it seriously as well
4: i mean it's that's what's interesting about meeting people through gumtree you know when you when you're at school and when you're at university that like, you're often around a lot of like-minded people who you could form bands with but when you leave and you have to get a job and whatnot you you know your so your social circle closes a little bit so mm. i mean at, at first i was a bit hesitant about um, using. Things like Gumtree, because I think
12: don't know. you were saying the other day, it's kind of the modern way. Like back in the day, people would go to the local music shop or record shop and put up an ad if the mm-hmm. they wanted. And I think Gumtree's kind of taken over from that, really, because yeah, sadly those shops don't. Ex- well, record shops do, but you know, sadly, sort of music shops aren't.
4: As yeah, popular pe- as
12: they used to people be, people don't
4: put those kind of ads no. in the back of the enemy, or yeah. what well, I mean, it doesn't exist in paper form. No,
12: but I think um, Gumtree's kind of taken over that format.
4: When you meet people in that way, with the intention to form a band and play music and write songs and all the rest of it, I feel like we're more focused mm. because we all met with a very definite intention.
12: Yeah, like you're not just mates that you formed about. Like yeah. we are friends as well, but we kind of all we've all met through wanting to do that one thing. If you know what I mean. Well,
0: it's good to meet people that you're comfortable with. That's the that's the hardest part in it finding something you're actually comfortable yeah. with. Yeah,
12: so important. Because you spend so much in a band, you know, going on tour and you spend more time with them than your own family sometimes. It's yeah. important that yeah. you get on and yeah, because you're going to be spending a lot of time together.
4: Yeah, definitely. And also the similar kind of priorities in life and yeah, similar interests and, you know, personality types that meld well and yeah, all, all the rest of it. Yeah, and,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, that leads me on to my next question, actually. Over the years, your musical influences, because we all know they sometimes change, but have yours changed since when you were little until now?
4: Oh, God, I think the first thing I ever listened to was like <laughs> Abracadabra by Steve Miliband. Um
12: <laughs> Big influence. On
4: yeah, I think they, they've expanded rather mm. than
0: changed. Is there one that you can think of that's still there more than any other?
12: My mum played a lot of Fleet with Mac when I was growing up and I've always really loved Stevie Nicks sort of consistently through my early teens to now. And,
4: yeah.
13: you
12: know, they're still someone I sort of really take inspiration from yes i say that's a consistent one for me
4: and those kind of like for me as well like people like bob dylan and neil young Mm -hmm. patty smith people with those kind of careers they they kind of meet you at different points in your life and i think that's what's so special about it
12: we get compared to blondie quite a lot and i think i've seen some people you know female musicians say oh you know that's just an easy comparison because she was a lead singer of a Band, but I actually think we do sound quite a lot like Blondie, and I'd say she's one of my influences that has been from my sort of late teenage years to now as well.
0: Tell us about any music videos you've got because everyone loves music videos. Have you got any on um, YouTube or is it on your own website? We've got a video for our
4: song Enemy,
12: yeah. which
4: is on our EP.
12: Our friend Lucinda's film most of our videos, yeah, 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 she's really talented. Um, and we did one in lockdown as well called Unknown Places where we all recorded our separate bits. And that's the song that's going to be on a new album. So people should look at that one if they're interested here.
0: Where would we find that?
12: They're all on YouTube. So if you search Foundlings UK, it should come up with our channel. Or if you just search Foundlings I Love You All, Foundlings Unknown yeah. Places, they'll, they'll come up. I
4: think some of them are on the, our record label Last Night from Glasgow. Yeah, I think they uploaded... They- the i yeah. love you all one and enemy that's connected to our one
0: so yeah. if you go on our one you can you Obviously can find it
12: there it complicated
0: <laughs> yeah. and where else are you on actual social media like twitter facebook and um, soundcloud anywhere like that
12: yeah we're on all the socials so instagram is foundlings uk and then twitter foundlings underscore uk facebook foundlings uk we have got a soundcloud as well
4: yeah i mean there aren't that many bands called foundlings yeah, no. so if, you, if, you, if you search us on there we're, we're the good looking ones okay
12: <laughs> <It's unbelievable>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so is there anything else you want to tell us about before we play the song misery
12: yeah just hope you enjoy it and yeah give us on our social me- media channels if you'd like to find out more about the band or where we're playing when we're allowed to play ever again <laughs> and one of
0: my questions was actually i usually ask people this it was um about your upcoming plans like tours and stuff but everyone of course at the moment hasn't got any
12: <laughs> yeah
0: i know
4: <hard> it's so hard to know when it's going to happen again Mm. I've seen people organize tours for early March like April kind of time next year and
12: Mm. to me
4: that that seems too too soon
12: yeah it's it's really sad but I I can see like social distancing going on for quite a long time
4: Mm.
12: and I, I work in the NHS and they're always talking about sort of second peaks and yeah. I just think it's gonna go on for a while.
4: You can do out you can do outdoor shows. So when, if we get big enough to do like Hyde Park or something <laughs> in the next in the yeah. next in the next six months, and that yeah. that'd be ideal.
12: Uh, yeah, they talk about drive in shows, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. you two are doing one. Or
4: a drive in show.
12: someone like that, yeah. It's not
4: very
0: good for the planet, is it? <laughs> okay, it's really yeah. nice talking to you today.
12: Oh, you too, Austin. Thank you so much for having us on.
0: Yeah, cheers, Austin. That's great. Here's misery. This is Nova Halo with Astral Plane, and this was a live performance. is Poseidon and Ghosts.
7: In the coupe, cause it, mm. I left that bitch in the shade, cause it cold. <laughs> oh, oh. oh my I be blowing this, bring it like ghosts. ghost Hundreds I put in the shade and I roam in the woods
14: that clap on the hip huh? and i put dip it in rate huh. oh my god look at my rings huh. I put that ice on the cup and i'm putting the rum and i'm ripping that shit huh. i'm yeah. rubbing the shit yeah. and i go on the back in that shit oh my god oh, huh. oh my god i'm gonna be blowing this bring it like ghosts yeah.
11: My name is Santana Scott, Uh, I am a R&B singer-songwriter, I'm also a podcast host with a few other tricks up my sleeve, Um, and I've just released my first project.
0: And it is a great one. Thank you. Today we're going to listen to a song called Faded, but before we do that... Can you tell us about the story behind the song?
11: Um, I will be very honest. (laughs) Um, I teach at a college and I hear the wildest stories. They all come to me with the goss. And I just thought I'd make a kind of a combination of all the crazy, hectic stories I've heard throughout the years as well. And um, kind of just make a song that's all the gossip that I've heard, really. That's that's basically
0: it. I like that. Is it part of an <laughs> album on our EP, or is it a standalone single?
11: It's a part of the EP. It was my first baby. It was my first release January, and everyone's just really taken to it. Then I released another song, which is also on the EP, called Curious, and uh, which is almost like a, a follow-up from Faded in terms of the story, if you like. And then COVID came along, and I just decided to to write I don't get the time in such a, an amazing block to do so unfortunately under the circumstances but I thought I'd use it to my advantage and wrote a whole project so then I just thought my first project and my first baby they've got to be on the they've got to work together so that's why I popped it on um, isolate.
0: Cool. I like how so like, yeah, we can talk about that in a minute. Tell us about your musical history. How long have you been writing? How long have you been performing and recording? How long has it been that you've got to where you are now?
11: So I am 27. I've been performing since I was about, seriously, probably about 14. I've always, I, I don't like the whole, I've always sung. Um, it's always, it's, it's, it's a part of me, of course, but. To do it seriously, I started at about 14 and that also comes with the whole songwriting. So I was with a band called Mammoth Sound and um, we did a lot. I had some amazing opportunities. I managed to perform at the Royal Albert Hall. Wow! The Royal Festival Hall. I performed in New York with Shaka Khan's band, which was wow. the most mind blowing experience I think I've ever come across.
0: Love Shaka Khan.
11: <laughs> um, so yeah, I've 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 been doing a lot, and then I took some time out to kind of work on my my academics as so, so I got my teaching qualification, and then I just. Kind of started to mix and juggle from teaching, inspiring, and teaching music as well, specifically, and um, then writing. So I've been doing everything, <laughs> been juggling a lot.
0: <laughs> I suppose that's the upside of being in lockdown and a global pandemic. A lot of artists yeah. get more work done. It's, it's yeah. crazy.
11: <laughs> it's, it's it's definitely a balance of losing the gigs, but then gaining time to mm-hmm. write and get ready for when when we're all free at last. <laughs>
0: So tell us about upcoming plans. I know you can't now, but obviously any tours, plans you've got, anything that you're doing online that people can watch and listen to uh, upcoming shows?
11: So I have pretty much just maybe give or take a week or two um, launched my Twitch. So I've been performing a lot on there. Mm-hmm. My, my shows kind of last an hour and a half, two hours, and it's a mixture of me talking crazy talks interacting with um, everyone in the chat singing I've been getting like requests to do some like (laughs) <laughs> to do um to do remixes so the the one that kind of really took off was a Shabaranks wow. version of wills on the boss <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my how does that go
11: <laughs> oh i I will link it to you it's, Please um, do. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun so i've kind of like i'd like to say like i'm an aspiring Maya jammer slash mo the comedian where I, i've got the singing the singing behind me but then I've also got a bit of sense of humor so <laughs> yeah everything happens on twitch so that's where you can can find me in terms of shows and then yeah as soon as this is all over because I had gigs planned um before covid kind of came along and <laughs> wiped us all out uh so then yeah so I'm going to be back on on tour and performing once this is all over with as well so that'll be all on my uh, social media
0: Speaking of which, tell us about your other social media because you're on Instagram. is where I've, I've, I've met you, I shall say. <laughs> this is yeah. today when we first meeting, but
11: um, so everything. If you type in Santana Scott, you will find me. It's S A N T A R N A Scott, and you'll find me on pretty much everything. I've tried to keep it as mainstream as possible, just streamlined. Sorry, so hopefully it shouldn't be too hard to find me.
0: Right, and I want to know about your influences because. Your sound is 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 very very it's a pure sound I would say because it reminds me of being a child especially when I was young in school I joined secondary school and I remember listening to like soul music and house music, Rose Royce, that sort of thing. And you've got that same feeling in your music that I felt back then. Tell us about your influences from when you were a child and now, and have they changed at all? Oh,
11: I love that. Thank you so much. I grew up listening to a lot of Lovers Rock and soul, like uh, the old school R&B. And I've kind of just, it's just always stuck with me. Within that as well, I've got, like I say, I joke around with, with the Shabba Ranks remix, but I grew up to a lot of, dance hall as well and reggae so everything I try and just forward my culture with what I grew up with with my influences and just kind of project it in a sound that I'm well it sounds great that I've kind of I've got it crossed to you anyway (laughs) um but I yeah I I I, when I grow up I want to be Shaka Khan (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love her Diana Ross powerhouse vocals I just I just love Um, but then I've got a big influence in terms of style and feel of Aaliyah mm-hmm. um, and if I kind of bring a new age approach in uh, my sound can reflect at times Summer Walker and Ella May. so mm-hmm. I'm just trying to educate the kids and then kind of give give the vibe to everyone who grew up on that sound as well and yeah just it's, it's hard work, <laughs> but um, I hope it's, yeah, I hope it's coming across how I want it to anyway, which is, it sounds like it's being received, especially by you, which I appreciate.
0: But it really has. I mean, you're, how many students do you teach?
11: Well, I have 500 in my college and I teach, I teach pretty much half of them.
0: Wow so that yeah. uh, must be they, they must loved you <laughs>
11: <laughs> yeah I mean they bless them they've I've got to shout them out as well they've been pushing my music and they're always messaging me the most sweetest messages saying that you know I'm kind of keeping them going and they love my music and my silly videos and stuff so I guess this is a little shout out to you guys I appreciate you all so yeah it's nice that's
0: brilliant is there anything <laughs> else you want to tell us before we listen to Faded
11: Isolate is out. <laughs> yeah, it's out and obviously again inspired by isolation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it goes that the the project itself goes through you go through a a journey I guess. So Baddest, which is track 1, is a song about worth, self-worth and empowerment. Um I've had a lot of like friends kind of go through breakups in this time and it's gross. So I've kind of tried to use Everything that I've experienced and people that I love around me, what they've experienced. And kind of, it's almost like a love letter to my friends as well as um like my other half and crushes along the line and my students crushes. It. So it's kind of like a big love letter if you like to, to anyone who needs to kind of hear it, feel feel a little sexy at times and feel empowered as well. So love it. isolate.
0: <laughs> okay, so you're gonna hear faded now and if you want to check out the rest of it, which is isolate, which is the EP, you can go to the social media links you've heard, which is Santana Scott, and you can listen to them. Um thank you so much for your time today.
11: Thank you.
0: It's been really nice, and it's long. In, it's been a long time coming.
11: Yes, the
0: <laughs> listeners won't believe it. We we spent about I think it was twenty minutes trying to connect on Zoom, and I don't, we don't know what happened because it said you was connecting, and then there was no connection. I couldn't hear you, and it, it's just so weird. We had to try about five or six times, <laughs> but it finally worked. Thank We
11: got
0: it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This is
5: faded.
11: Enjoy.
15: I'm thinking about how the hell we even got up here Just to make it clear It's a faded fog Minus the love Energy pleasing me, fueling me Wanna back up all the talk I've been teasing your baby I've been teasing your baby I'm feeling myself seeing double, I'm faded I've been teasing your baby With me for the night, baby, you know you upgraded Calling my number, you know the rules, don't give up Yeah, you're craving i been teasing you, baby
0: I'm talking to Ellen from the band Husband. How are you doing?
16: Hey, good thanks. How are you?
0: I'm all right. How you been with the lockdown? Yeah,
16: not too bad. Obviously it's all a little bit strange and stuff and it's put a bit of a halt on some of our kind of music rehearsals and stuff. But no, coping all right. Good, good. Got much work
0: done, more writing?
16: Um we've tried we've tried it, I guess we've been we normally write quite a lot of stuff actually on piano, um, together me and Darsh the singer. Um but we've been experimenting with kind of writing stuff at home, sending it over to each other working on it that way, which the start was, you know, a bit of a novelty, got us got us a little bit of progress, but I think now we're at the point where we just wanna get back in a room together and, and kind of get on it
0: organically. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna to listen to the song What a World. Tell us about that song. Tell us the story behind it.
16: Yeah, so it's a song that we had knocking around for, for a couple of years before kind of recording it. Um so we recorded it at the tail end of last year. Yeah, it's it's a song about um kind of feelings of disconnect towards like World events, as they're so removed from your everyday lives, kind of the things that you you see on the news, but you find it quite hard to relate to. And it kind of, um, it discusses like the guilt towards that disconnect and the kind of nonchalance towards such events, despite being so much bigger than the daily issues you face, because they're so kind of hard to comprehend. Is it on an EP or album or is it a standalone single as it is? So it's a standalone single. Um, Our plan is to hopefully record a couple more tracks this month and finish off the album. Um, But yeah, we've got quite a few tracks out on Spotify, but just looking to finish off the album now. But this was the first single from that upcoming
0: album. Tell us about your your musical history, um, yourself and your band. How long have you been writing and playing separately and together?
16: Yeah, so I started started learning to play the violin when I was about five years old or so. So that was the, the way I kind of got into music and then later on in my teenage years kind of picking up the guitar and stuff um but yeah so me me and dash who's the the singer um we met just over three years ago um and we started writing music in a a small rehearsal space in um bond street actually uh just these little studios with pianos and we started writing stuff just solely on the piano and vocals and then we decided after we write about nine or ten songs to to get the band together um and we reached out to everyone, and me and Dash as well, found each other on Gumtree. None of us knew each other. We kind of put ads out with our musical influences. Fanik, who plays bass, he came in about two years ago. And then we've, we've gone through a few drummers, but landed on the best one, Alex now, who's been with us for about a year now, um, and is on all the recordings as well. Um, yeah, so we've, we've been playing together overall a few
0: years, but the full band's been together a couple of years or so. Okay. Um, after the lockdown's over and all this has gone back to, some normality. What are your upcoming plans, or what have we got to look forward to from you guys?
16: Well, we've got some. We've got some still imminent kind of lockdown plans. So um, we're we we're, we're experimenting with kind of going live on on Facebook and Instagram. So when we grab the socials later, and make sure to follow us. So I think we we we're, we're trying to go live every couple of weeks or so. Um, but we're also part of a virtual festival called Felt Cute Fest, um, which is running twentieth to the twenty sixth of July. So there's almost about sixty bands there live streaming on youtube i think it is it's set up by um a couple of blogs one called underscore part three who wrote a really good review of our latest single sleepyhead and words for music it's like it's a really cool festival they've got like frank turner as a part of it as well and it's supporting calm campaign against living miserably and save our venue trust so both really important causes close to our hearts. so we're really looking forward to doing that so that's kind of imminent stuff and then outside of that we had a couple of gigs that were planned in before lockdown hit um we had a gig on in april planned at the old blue last in shoreditch but obviously i didn't go ahead we're in contact with them to try and rearrange that for as soon as we can but i don't think there's many clear guidelines on when that might be possible um but yeah we're very much like part of the london live scene like we played the george tavern lot the monarch in camden that's sadly now closed down just kind of hoping that these venues can survive this period so because we've had so many great nights there and met so many great different bands and people that we're keen to get back on it as soon as
0: we can
6: Yeah,
0: hopefully so okay your influences over the years from when you were younger until now have they changed at all i'd say probably from my side my longest standing influences
16: is radiohead i've liked them from quite an early age and they were one of the first bands i I saw as a teenager um and they still kind of stick with me now as i said we all we all met on um gumtree and they were kind of they were ads put out that basically named our influences so we're we're pretty tight on on the kind of music that we like so it mentioned radiohead it mentioned nick cave um the national Portishead, the smiths bands kind of in that area pj harvey um so yeah that kind of. Alt-rock sound is probably where we're most influenced, but we do listen to loads of different stuff as well, like acoustic things, um, hip-hop, all, all different kinds of stuff influences. But, yeah, that probably the alt-rock category probably aligns
0: mostly with with what we draw more direct um, inspiration from for our music. It's amazing because a lot of people lately, I've been... I like, I like Nick Cave a long time ago, and a lot of people yeah. are saying the same thing because you don't hear about it much, but suddenly people that I'm talking to, it must be the... Um, the kind of community because a lot of people are saying yeah. the cave. okay tell us about your social media links because we, i found you on instagram but i know you're on others as well let everyone know where you are
16: yeah so on instagram it's
0: at husband.band
16: and then on facebook you should be able to find us if you search just husband hyphen uk yeah and we're on youtube as well the easiest way to find us will probably just to search husband what a world um i think our youtube's the first result that comes up on there on youtube yeah, and that's everywhere on. We? we try and keep them updated with like little little snippets of recordings, new tracks. As I said, like we're doing some live streaming and stuff. So
0: if you keep an eye on them, you should be able to catch us soon. Okay. And before we play this song, is there anything else you want to say or talk about before we do that?
16: Just uh, I hope you enjoy it, and and yeah, thanks for getting in touch with us. We we really appreciate um, like blogs and radio shows and everything getting in touch with us. We're not full time musicians. We all have other jobs we can't get music to pay the bills yet so yeah any support is just really really greatly appreciated and yeah if
0: if those out there listening like it yeah please follow us on our on our socials i'm sure they will thank you for coming on it's been really nice talking to you today perfect thanks so much Austin. and we're going to listen to what a world to Mike aka Raven Paradox for some instrumentals.
14: Hello Mike. Hi, how are you doing? I'm really good, how are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. How's lockdown been for you? It's been really good. Uh, I've had lots of time uh, to to concentrate on music and to write uh, and my single came out during lockdown so I was busy promoting that and uh, it's been very productive time for me. Okay, we're going to listen to your track, La Vita Nova. Tell us about the story behind it. So, uh, I wrote this song uh, back in September 2019. Uh, I took my time with it. Uh, I wanted this song to be something special. Therefore, the name La Vita Nova, which uh, translates from Latin to new life. To me, it means new beginning and hope for diversity in my music career. Musically, it's a smooth, chill-out, uh, jazzy song. Uh, I've tried to implement old-school vibe with a modern beat, which is my definition of new jazz. And, uh, and that's the story behind this song. Is it a standalone single or from an album or EP? It's just a standalone single. However, I am working on my album, which uh, which I'm hoping to release at some point next year. Uh, But uh, I feel like with singles you can stay more relevant in the music market. And it's a good way to build up your fan base, which is what I'm trying to do at the moment. So uh, I will be releasing more singles in the meantime. Okay, tell us about your musical history. How long have you been writing and and playing music? So uh, I'm originally from Poland. Uh, My musical journey started at the age of 13. Uh, I was hugely inspired by Jimi Hendrix, which uh, led me towards playing guitar. Uh, I've been in a few bands over the last decade, uh, playing different instruments uh, and writing songs. And uh, with all that experience, eventually I got into music production. And that's how Raven Paradox came along. Do you have any music
0: videos we can look at?
14: Uh yes uh, yes I do have uh, I, I have few music videos uh that is something I do really enjoy doing um uh, uh, making visual art to go with my music and uh, again thanks to lockdown I had uh, I had the time to get creative I have made video for La Vita Nova uh just out of uh, royalty free footage which uh, I got hold of uh, from the internet Excellent. Tell us about your social media presence. Uh, I'm mainly active on Instagram and Facebook, so uh, just type uh, Raven Paradox Music to find me on Instagram and just Raven Paradox to look me up on Facebook. Who were your influences growing up? Um, I've always been a big fan of heavy rock, uh, metal, uh, grunge and uh, anything loud in between. Um, But then uh, I've got this other side of me uh, which loves a bit more electronic music uh, and and bands like uh, Nine Inch Nails, uh, Massive Attack, uh, Bjork or Bonobo uh, which uh, definitely inspired me to create uh, Raven Paradox. Uh, Lately I've been listening to lots of uh, independent and uh, unsigned artists and as you know yourself, uh, from, from doing this show, there's so much music out there and then so many great artists, uh, you know, I'm always up for something new. Is there
0: anything else you want to talk about before we play the song?
14: I just wanted to say thank you for having me tonight. Uh, thank you to everyone who believed in me over the years. Thanks for listening and uh, go check out Raven Paradox, everyone.
0: Brilliant, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. This is Levita Nova.
6: and this is one of my songs and it's called Release.
0: amazing
11: thank you thanks very much uh,
0: it's absolutely i love seeing people play guitar or piano wherever it might be i love seeing it played live and i love seeing people sing like a lot that's fantastic thank
6: you thank you very much
0: <laughs> i love it okay so tell us about that song and the story behind it if there's one
6: um well yeah there is actually um it's it's a bit of a strange one um it's about um a, a guy that I was seeing. Um who became a little bit obsessive and uh, it's a little bit awkward, but um no, uh, yeah, it became a little bit difficult to deal with he He was um, very much wanting more than what I wanted, so uh, I sort of kind of cut it off, um and yeah, he kind of kept on, so <laughs> so a song came out of it, <laughs> so it's always good to have that, I suppose, <laughs> as a, as an outlet, yeah. But there you
0: go. Is that from an EP or an album, or is that a standalone?
6: Uh, well, it's actually just uh, just been recorded. Um, I I was so before lockdown, I was actually recording a new album, um, and I managed to get five tracks done. Um, so my plan was during lockdown to get it all mastered and and release it in the summer as a five track EP, and then record the rest of them. But um, I've actually been able to get back into the studio the last two weeks um and it looks like i might be able to finish the album by the end of the summer so it might be a little bit delayed but it means i can release a whole album oh, that'd be great. so yeah Fantastic. hopefully that'll be yeah, end of summer
0: is it acoustic album or is there some more bits in there i love acoustic
6: um it's it's, a, it's it is well it's a full band sound mm-hmm. but it's um it's my producer uh phil Deering um has has produced it so he's kind of done all the other instruments and um, I've provided the songs and the acoustic guitar and the, and the vocals, and he's pretty much done everything else.
0: love your voice. It's so natural. It's brilliant.
6: Oh, thank you. <laughs> tell,
0: tell us about your musical history. How long have you been writing playing, and playing? How long have you been singing? Did you have any professional singing or uh, musical?
6: Well, rivers? yeah. So um, I, I started um, playing piano when I was five. Um, I taught myself how to play uh, by listening to songs off the TV and the radio. Um, And then when I was seven, my parents got me uh, a a bigger keyboard um, and I started writing my own songs um, at seven. (laughs) So they were, I mean, they were basically all about my family and my dogs and, you know, all the the things that seven-year-olds are kind of into. Um, And then when I was 16, I got my first guitar and taught myself to play that. And I started writing um, more sort of, I was very into Alanis Morissette. And so I started writing stuff like that. Um, and then I went to Dartington College of Arts, where I did a degree in music. Um, so I, I specialised in uh, vocal performance at that point, okay. So, um, as well as all the other instruments that I do. But I'm, um, I'm currently a music teacher oh. in a primary uh, primary school, so <laughs> I get to do it a lot, which is great.
0: That's brilliant, I bet they love you. <laughs>
6: Well, I mean, I love the job. I love the kids. So, you know, I think that that enthusiasm definitely, uh, definitely helps.
0: (laughs) Well, we've talked about your album that might be coming out soon, hopefully. Anything else apart from that? Do you do like uh, online live videos that we can watch?
6: I have done, yeah. So I've done quite a lot um, during the lockdown um, on Facebook. So my Facebook page is Claire Portman Sings. Um, And there's lots of uh, live recorded videos um, in my living room (laughs) of me there. Um, I've also got some on YouTube. So I've got a YouTube channel, um, which is just Claire Portman. And um, there's some live videos uh, from gigs in pubs that I did um, sort of last year. And I'm hoping to get some more up there uh, of a bit more professional quality. I'm looking into investing in some equipment that um, <laughs> will allow me to do more professional videos.
0: Okay. Have you got any more live ones scheduled for this week at all?
6: Um, well, actually I'm playing, um, hopefully weather dependent. I'm playing actually in a pub in Droitwich <laughs> on Saturday, um, which will be exciting. So um, obviously if, if the weather's not good then we can't because it has to be outside yeah. um but there are various um local acts from droitwich who are playing as well so um yeah, it should be should be a good a good afternoon i think yeah so if it's sunny,
0: <laughs> you told us about a morris set which i loved as well oh. tell us about your yeah. other influences have they changed over the years
6: Oh, enormously, enormously! I'm um, I have a very eclectic taste. I'm re- I'm into all kinds. And as a music teacher, I'm always discovering new artists, new bands. Um, and as I meet new people, they're kind of also sharing their bands that you know that, that they're into and stuff. So it's yeah. So I I I like all kinds of things. But my my main is when I was younger sort of got me into writing. Um, I really, I really liked Alanis Morissette, Sarah McLachlan, Tori Amos, so kind of your female singer-songwriter powerhouses. But I also love people like Paul Weller, you know, really into um, The Beatles, Paul McCartney. Um, yeah, all classic, classic stuff.
0: I love it. I, I've, I've always been yeah. a big fan of Tori Amos too, actually. Yeah,
6: Yeah, she's. I've seen her so many times live. It's fantastic.
0: I've never had the chance.
6: Oh, she's just absolutely brilliant, yeah.
0: Okay, tell us about your social media links. Is it just Facebook? Because I've seen you, I'm sure I've seen you on others.
6: Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter. So um, it's Claire Portman on Twitter Um, and Instagram as well. Um, I would tell you that, but that would give away my age. So (laughs) I'm sure if you put in Claire Portman, you'll see my face and it'll come up. (laughs) I won't ask. Yeah, (laughs) it's okay. I look young for my age, I really do. (laughs) I also have uh, a Bandcamp as well where you can listen to and even buy some of my songs if you like. So if you go to bandcamp.com forward slash Claire Portman, you can find my stuff there.
0: Is there anything else you want to tell us or talk about?
6: I think just uh, the fact that the music during the lockdown uh, for me has been, um, it's been a fantastic experience actually. I've met so many fantastic musicians. There are lots of really good pages out there um there's one especially called let's rock the lockdown which um they've basically supported me every week um they've allowed me to play live on their page and um you know and I've met so many other amazing artists through that so it's it's been brilliant I think personally the 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 kind of yeah, the music that's come out of it, I think it's going to be really special. The, the music that's kind of going to be released from now onwards, I think it's going to be really special. Yeah, it's going to mean something to people, I think.
0: It is weird because I've talked to a lot of people in the last couple of months doing yeah. this. This is, the, this is the third show. And um, everyone said the same thing. They've, yeah. it's, it's such a positive to be locked down, not be able to go anywhere because you've got nothing but time yeah. with your own faults.
6: Yeah, you discover so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just amazing. It is. Oh, thank you so much for coming on talking to us today
6: no thank you for having me
0: and oh, i can't wait to see some more live because it's, so, it's such a thrill to watch people play live especially when it's someone on their own with a guitar and they just sing it and it's i love it
6: yeah that was brilliant thanks ever so much
0: thank you so much
6: bye bye
0: thank you bye thank you to all of my guests all your comments requests and suggestions keep them coming see you next time there's something I wanted to say for years, ever since I was young actually, and uh, this is an opportunity to do it. Let me know if you get this reference, and good night London, wherever you are.